N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 324 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. What up? What's up, fellas? Hey, Don. Hey, Don. Big it's episode gone. tonight. One of Who's sick? I said, has it gone? Uh-huh. Uh, one of my favorite shows we do all year. Fred is back tonight. Fred's projections we'll be looking at uh i believe i have 16 players uh plus one and plus a win total in an unofficial poll that uh we'll get to early on and before we get into okay. everything else but before we actually get into fred's projections we need you to get into the audi club at yankee stadium the event is going to be here before you know it April 1st, there are a handful of tickets left, so be there yeah. for NYY News TV Day 2023. Uh, Only so 17 excited. tickets left, I think. 17, it's oh, under 20 17. now, under okay. 20 left. That's that douchebag Aaron Boone's number, okay? Oof. Okay. Also, okay. Uh, John Flaherty. So, did I really, okay. did I, <laughs> I really started to show off calling the manager a D-bag. Did I really do that? Yeah, Maybe. it doesn't matter, bro. Anyway. Uh, we want to see you out there, man. I'm so excited that uh, that baseball is starting. Like, it, I'm we're in the mode now where, like, all the yelling and screaming and ranting that we've been doing, it kind of gets erased for the excitement of the season. And then once you see, you know, the shit hit the field after the ceremonies, it'll come back. But I'm I starting disagree. to get into that mode where you're not excited you're not excited for the season to start oh no 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 i'm i'm very excited i think there i still have a lot of pent up aggression and i never I used say. to feel this way leading up to opening day but it's tough to just be excited with this team and and not have your things to still scream about well you know what the the excitement of actual seeing actually seeing the yankees take the field in real competitive baseball is washing that away a little bit. There's still obviously a lot of problems with this team, which we're not going to really get into too much tonight because this is about Fred and this is Fred's night next week. will be, you know, like our season preview. So yeah. uh, we can, we can kind of get into that a little bit. And we should have more answers, week. right? By next oh, week. I mean, we, we should hope yeah. so. Um, <laughs> we should hope you so. Anyway. Think. Okay. But these are the Yankees. So you never know. Okay. The big back. Battle still is who's going to be the shortstop. Apparently, Aaron Boone wants Anthony Volpe <laughs> to be the shortstop. Which, I mean, if that's the case, then Anthony Volpe is a shortstop, right? I mean, we don't. Have to, I don't want to get into a deep discussion about this, but if that's what the manager wants, that's should he should be the shortstop then. Um. Yeah. I mean, you your camera's out, but yeah. I know we're we're probably going to do all right. this all night. Just, just, just. I still heard you. Um. Yeah. Uh, my mean, audio's not going to go out. It sounds like you're asking this sarcastically. Mm. I mean, are you asking this because you know that that's not necessarily the answer? Um, that this would just prove what a cuck he truly is. I right. mean, I mean, it would actually, if anything, would just 
if he's the one who he came out and said he wants him to be shortstop, that's what he the said. Michael K. This is from Michael K. Okay, uh, not a trustworthy source, but keep going. You know, whatever. If you don't believe Michael K, okay, okay. Fine, then, then why are we even having the conversation? Okay, well, here's what I'll say. That it he actually pounded the table, pounded the table for Anthony Volpe. Okay, well, then it actually discourages me because that for me just makes it that Volpe won't be the shortstop. Here's what he said, I think, on Michael K. Show. He's coming here with a lot of expectation and eyeballs on him, and he's performed. It's been fun to be around him and fun to watch him play the game. He's definitely he's definitely in the mix. Yeah, but that was what Boone said, right? Right. That was from Boone's mouth. Right. Yeah, but K said K said sources said that Boone. Oh, he wants, went sources. Boone wants Volpe. Wow. Okay. I hope look, like I said, I want this decision being made, even though I have my problems with Aaron Boone. I want this decision made by Aaron Boone. I don't want this decision made by the front office. And if Aaron Boone thinks Anthony Volpe should be the shortstop, then that's who the shortstop should be. Do you think Kay is maybe stirring the pot a little bit here just because he's not getting the exclusive interviews with uh, he's a bag of, Because he's a bag of dicks? Yeah. Maybe he's trying to get some no, tension going. No, I don't think so. I think this is no. what he heard. That's... Do you... um Look, I read a tweet the other day and there's a lot Congratulations. of this. there's a lot of this going around i read my first tweet on my own um and it said that it would be smart to let volpe start in triple a this is how brainwashed the fan base is by the we way we know this already it would be smart to let him start in triple a to gain the extra service time mm-hmm. okay are we a team and this is a big question, I think. And again, we don't want to get too deep into anything, but it's a question that I think we can answer fairly quickly. Are we an organization that prioritizes service time now? Or are we an organization that wins and do you, it, that prioritizes winning? And do you guys think it's a big deal? See, to me, it is a big deal. But do you think it's a big deal if if Volpe is the guy they want up here for for majority of the season, don't you still think it's a big deal to not have him in this lineup then on opening day? He should be in the lineup on opening day. That's why I said if Boone wants him, that's he should be the shortstop. This decision should not what be I'm a front a- office decision. Right, but what I'm asking you is, don't you think it makes a difference for the player? The, no, I absolutely agree. If he earned it, then why should he not be rewarded with getting the start on opening day? Because I, I always too, I always compare that to Chris Bryant and how his relationship with the Cubs kind of dwindled because they <laughs> manipulated his service time, and then once he was a, available, and you know, I don't know the, the extra exact- year, but he left right away. I don't know yeah. the exact ins and outs of it, but I believe the Yankees are rewarded an extra year of service time or something to that effect. If Anthony Volpe does win rookie of the year this year. Um, and there's some, there's some new rule in there to encourage teams okay. to uh, not manipulate service time. Just think about what that does for you as a player. Like you've played your ass off. You're, you're told you're the future. And they're starting you in AAA so they can control you. And, 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 you know, on the opposite end of that, think about what it does for them to say, fuck it. What does it do for the player, for an organization to say, fuck it, man, we don't care. We need you up here. You're our guy. You're, you're the opening day 
starting shortstop for the New York Yankees, and we don't want to look back. Listen, all you need to know is that right now, the Yankees, we, we've been through this a hundred times. The Yankees twice through two off-seasons passed on a dozen, and I don't even think I'm exaggerating, guys that play at an all-star level at shortstop. For Anthony Volpe, right? Now, Anthony Volpe's had the type of spring where he's made the Yankees look smart, actually, and saying, hey, I'm the real deal. It would be it would it would be just a malpractice at this point if Anthony Volpe's not on the opening day roster. And I don't necessarily say shortstop because I do believe that even though Peraza's not hitting, Peraza should still be here. The Yankees' problem is still two of three to me. It's Donaldson, IKF, and Glaber. Two of those three guys have to go. And Peraza and Volpe should be the guys in the opening day lineup. Yeah, I agree. There, opening day, and with that ser- with that service time, Christian, I looked it up. Uh, so, no matter when a player comes up from the minors, he'll be awarded a full year of service if he finishes first or second in Rookie of the Year. Now, here's one that uh, another. How does one... that benefit the team? Then? So here's I the here's really... the one that benefits okay. the team. A new system put in place now rewards teams with extra draft picks if they promote oh, their top pick. Okay. If they promote their top prospects on opening day, a player who receives a full year of service time and finishes in the top three in rookie of the year voting or top five in MVP Cy Young voting will earn his team an extra draft pick coming after the first round. No, I knew as I was yeah. saying, it didn't make a ton of sense, but I knew there was something in place to reward teams for not manipulating service time. So that's Look, it. I'll, they will get I'll an see- extra. I'll say something pretty, it's probably irrational. I'm going to admit it, but it's just how I feel because of how everything else has gone for this team in the last handful of years when it comes to prospects. For me, again, call me crazy. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just a gut feeling. For me, it's now or never with Volpe. If you start fucking with this kid now, you're, you're fucking done, man. Like, we we fucked with so many prospects at this point. This kid is not only your superstar, not only performing through the roof in spring training, but like you said, Christian, you passed on so many guys for him. Right now is when it's time. We talk about when is a guy ready? When is it his time? This is his time. And for me, if they start fucking with Volpe at this point, they're done. Uh, I'm telling you right now. If Volpe was hitting, I'm telling you, if Volpe was hitting 210 with an OPS of like 580 in spring, then there's no argument, really. There isn't. Right. Right. But he's, he's clearly showing you that he wants this. And you have made it known to the world that this is what you want. So why does this, there should be no reason that this doesn't happen other than that you are fucking stupid look there's one thing i and and i'll compare it to this i remember a decade ago boise state in college football went went undefeated right okay now we're going state and i remember after they went 10 and 0 their ranking after winning that week they became 10 and 0 but their ranking dropped and i said to myself any system that does not reward you for doing what you're supposed to do is a fucking failed system. Mm-hmm. Any system where you can do, where you can do 
the maximum of what you are meant to do and still decline is a failing system. What more could Anthony Volpe do at this point to not be rewarded with this? There's not going to be any other moment where Anthony Volpe has to fight for this. He did. He wasn't expected to be considered for this year. And he completely blew all the competition out of the water. He showed how clearly ready he is. So it's time. Definitely proven that he has been the best shortstop in camp. And this is coming from a guy that wanted Peraza and thought it would be Peraza. Mm-hmm. And it's Vol- this is Volpe's time. It absolutely is. There's no other way to say it. This is what the Yankees wanted. Volpe is, like I just said, Volpe has shown that he wants it. Just make the marriage happen. There's no, there's no manipulation. Like you're already coming off, coming into a season here where people are a little bit down on the team right now because you have injuries. Why not inject this kid into this lineup right now when you don't when he could bring a little bit of a different flavor to this lineup too when you might need it to help you get get rolling here a little bit sure. just it, it just doesn't make any sense for me on any level that Anthony Volpe should start the season in the minor leagues especially if you're telling me that whenever that date is when I, that for him then he would have the Yankees would have get that extra year of service time and then they're going to call him up then that's right. worthless to me that worthless. is absolutely worthless to me because I'm going to tell you this right now. If Anthony Volpe is who we think he is and who the Yankees think he is, you're not going to give a shit about that extra year of service time because if you're smart, you're not going to play this stupid game that you play with Aaron Judge. Right. And he's going to have an extension in his hand way before that as a year of service time comes into play. What did I tell you? The Yankees game plan is to not make moves that risk the future. And that would, ex- that would be exactly why they'd keep him down because yeah do they do they genuinely believe in his talent sure but what if not what if he doesn't what if he does need more time they're not ready to take a risk like that because they don't prioritize winning well you know what their problem is they don't learn from their own mistakes either and and then if anthony Volpe goes down that's going to be another just a red flag that this organization is just not going to win under this current regime yeah um, look I said it I said it just now and for me this is this is really what it all comes down to not under Boone's umbrella Ella. It, it, it's now yeah fuck oh. him it's now or never for Volpe for me if they start fucking with this kid if they don't have him in the opening day lineup or if they do and then they start losing faith in him yeah. it's done you, you stop fucking with him call him up this is if this is your guy this is your guy all right, so the unofficial uh, – we'll do the unofficial one. Then we're going to talk about something else, and we'll get into Fred. The unofficial Fred poll is over under how many times Aaron Boone gets bullied this year. The number is four. Over under? Over under four times Aaron Boone gets bullied this year. This is after Aaron Boone decided he was not only going to sing Umbrella by Rihanna, but pop his tits out while he was singing the song too, so – let me that's ask the, you a question. That's is the manager. This, that's is the this manager an official here. bully from does it have to be on national TV or can it be like on social media and by a, the, by an elite person? An elite person like, uh, you know, like a like a like a celebrity type, like my, let's say Michael no, no, K tweets on the field bullying. It's got to be on the field bullying. I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go under. 
Go under four times, right? Yeah. Well, what I are mean, some examples? Give give us some examples here of uh, when he got bitched out past. by the umpire, you know, and he got and then he at. and then he did a press conference and cried about got, how he, yeah, he literally said, he said I was bullied. I was bullied. So right, right, yeah. Then you know, four. There's 162 games, man. Four is pretty low. I got to go over on that. You know, like uh, you know, like when an opposing manager, you know, if Boone is barking and the opposing manager says shut up, and Boone yes, bullied, shut up. And the uh, and the opposing manager like go go sing Rihanna bitch like that's bully, bully. right there so right. yeah so so I'm going I'm going over yeah as well. I'll go He's over. Gonna get why not more than four times and you know umpires aren't going to respect him anymore either after that so <laughs> yeah bullied I got bullied yeah we should do a we should do T-shirts that's bullies right. bullies for Boone bullies for Boone remember when we said Booners yeah what happened. Not well, it's like a turtle. Sh- it was like a turtle show after singing, watching him sing Rihanna. So yeah, fuck him, dude. Win me. How about you? How about you win me a fucking? How about the next really? time I hear that you be sing the only, that? Right. It's in the fucking uh, parade at the Canyon of Heroes. How about yeah. that? You could karaoke it for me. Fucking joke. You see me? Yeah, I can yeah. see you. I see you, John Cena. You know what? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Zoom just went right off my desktop here. Really? You're so yeah, bad with technology. It's wild. All right, here we go. <laughs> anyway. All right, so last night, before we get into right, last night, the uh, the uh, United States lost in the WBC final to Japan. And I didn't think we were going to spend a lot of time on the WBC on this show. But uh, I kind of got into it, especially after pool play was over. Uh, it, the games were exciting. People were into it. I guess the big thing that really, you know, you know, made the WBC such a talking point this year was two major injuries to two major players. And Edwin Diaz is out for the season after tearing his patella in a celebration. And Jose Altuve is actually going to be out eight to ten weeks after breaking his hand and getting hit by a pitch. So, say this about the. WBC. I enjoyed it. I'm not, it's not something that, you know, if it never came back, I'd be upset over. I enjoyed it. Uh, did I want Team USA to win? Yeah. Does it mean as much to me as if the Yankees win the World Series? No, because Team USA lost last night and I went to bed and carried on with my day today like any, like nothing happened. Whereas if the Yankees lost in game seven in the World Series uh, last night, I would have been depressed for about, a, you know, I would have been depressed yeah. about it. It would have been upset. It would have bothered me. It's just it's just different. I was thinking about this last night too. And I've been on record as saying that I don't want any Yankees competing in this thing. I know Glaber was in it and um I think Higashioka was like the fifth string catcher on the Team mm-hmm. USA. Um I said to myself two guys was, they don't care about. <laughs> when I was watching Merrill Kelly of all people warming up for Team USA, I was like Man, wouldn't it be so cool if Garrett Cole was coming out of that bullpen right now to start this right. game for Team USA? So, but can I be like, honest with you about something? Uh, you hate Garrett Cole, I know. No, no, no. I if I'm gonna have a Yankee in there, I'd much rather it be a pitcher than a player, than just an everyday player. Ooh, I don't. Here's know, why. Though. Those are high intensity innings there in March. Yeah, but well, here's that's what Max why. Scherzer said that he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to pitch playoff innings in March. Yeah. Okay. It's a, fair. Great, it's a fair point. That's fair. That's fair. Well, make your point. Make your point. Well, my point was going to be that if a, usually when a player, when a pitcher 
is on the verge. I didn't think of it in that perspective. So it kind of goes against what I'm about to say. But I feel like when a pitcher's on the brink of a season ending injury, it takes a lot more than just a freak thing. Well, obviously what Edwin Diaz did, but I'm talking about while you're playing. Like if well, a guy Altuve would not be out ten weeks if he didn't play in this thing. Okay, well he's a player, he's not a pitcher. That's my point. But still, it's a major injury to a superstar. Right, but like if a guy is on the verge of Tommy John, whether it happens in the WBC, right, like we joke March. about that, a Rollins Chapman is the reason that Michael King broke his elbow. But that was going to happen regardless if he had to come in and bail out. Exactly. Chapman, so right. that's kind of my point. But. But Scherzer does make a good point that those are much high, more, uh, higher leverage innings than you're used to at that time. Could put extra stress, but my point is a guy could be running from first to second and completely tear his Achilles. Whereas a pitcher, if he's going to be on the brink of needing Tommy John, that's going to happen regardless. regardless. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I guess, where I would make my argument where I'd rather Cole than Aaron Judge play in the WBC. My point also is that a lot of people are like, well, you know, you can easily get hurt in spring training. But to me, I don't know how you guys feel about this. To me, wouldn't you be able to swallow the injury a lot more if it happened in spring training, preparing for the world, you know, preparing for the season instead of off at the WBC? What if, God forbid, that was Aaron Judge, broke his hand out 10 weeks playing for Team USA? You know, you sure it could happen playing in in friggin' uh, George Steinbrenner field. But I, to me, I would be able to deal with that a lot easier knowing that, hey, you know what, to, still to me, the more important thing is winning the World Series and it is the World Baseball Classic. So if that happens in preparation of that, I can deal with the injury a little bit better. It still sucks, but I would rather it happen him wearing a Yankee uniform than a Team USA uniform. Yeah. I agree. It yeah, but I mean, come, but like, yeah, regardless, I mean, think of like when Mariano got hurt. Uh, but he did that. Yeah, yeah dirt, I, I know, that. but it's that's still hurt really bad. So I yeah, think for no matter sure, what, but he was still with. The I mean, team, I guess I just, you could you could sleep easier, but. When yeah, they I don't pulled know. Someone on my team, you know, was, someone on the team gets hurt. It's going to suck whether they're doing it on in pinstripes or. USA. You know, Nestor Cortez had no business playing in the WBC, especially after he finished the year with an injury. I mean, like uh, that was a smart move, and I get it. Like it maybe it doesn't mean as much to us here in America as it does to Latin American countries and some of these Asian countries like Japan and and uh, <laughs> you know the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. And you saw how wild these guys, these these fans yeah. were going. It was intense. Um, I actually ran into a guy today that went to uh, to go see Team Puerto Rico play in uh in miami and the videos he was showing me was fucking insane dude like i would actually love to be a part of something like that but you know to them this is this is more important than i guess the world series and you've heard it it would it would also bother me knowing that if you heard a guy that's getting paid 300 million dollars play for your baseball team saying winning an exhibition in tournament basically in march is more important than winning a world series that would that would also bother me well which we've heard yeah I think there's a few factors. One, there's there's no pride in this country anymore, which is which is a shame. Well, you know, um, but there's other cause, but there's other that. Yeah, there's other factors, too. The first one is that most of these superstars you're watching in the World Baseball Classic play in America. Most of the superstars around the world, the best players in the world are playing in America. So the World Baseball Classic to us, we watch it every day. 
we they're pretty much in, they're all in America. Right. All, I mean, we would, we watch it every day. Right. We watch the best baseball every single day. That's one thing. But there's still a sense of pride for like, well, this, Puerto Rico. And well, here's and why. But here's why. Who's who's the baseball capital of the world? It'd be us. Right. <laughs> so if you it it's the United it might States. be Japan. No, because even Otani said it in his pregame prep prep talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we admire these guys, but for one night, we got to put that aside and beat them. Right. The, America is who who is the you know, we're the role model for all other countries. Japan is second, probably. But out all like Great yeah, Britain and Israel and like fucking Italy. And like, I would just go straight up, do like best at it. You know, the top. What would you Puerto say? Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, America, Japan, Mexico, Venezuela. And yeah. I don't know. Could you come up and just do like a round robin out of those six teams? Well, the thing with DR and, and Puerto Rico is that all all Cuba, all superstars from, Cuba. from those countries. Yeah, are but here. they don't even have like a lot of they don't have a lot of talent anymore because, you know, yeah, there's some major league talent, but America waxed them. In, How about the dude game. who didn't get back on the plane from Cuba? Smart. Oh, really? oh, he did. All his teammates were like, fuck, dude. <laughs> they, they were doing attendance. And... Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. No, I, I love I loved this tournament, though. This it, the But the best part for me was definitely the fan, the crowd. Yeah, being I agree. Loud. If I'm a Marlins fan, I'm almost embarrassed at how loud <laughs> yeah. they were getting there because they're like, wow, could I actually get this loud in here? <laughs> Imagine they did it at the drop. And that Mexico-Japan game was Probably great game. My favorite game. I With and I gotta on. say, walk off, right? Yeah. yeah, walk off gapper. I gotta say, as much as I don't, I kind of didn't like Randy or Rosarina. I I really like him now. I he I, had an amazing catch. Yeah, right? yeah, and it was just I I don't know. I you guys might not like this. I like the flashiness sometimes when it's warranted. And he just he kind of just stared there, and him and the pitcher had a moment. He was just staring at the pitcher. The pitcher was staring back at him. And you it wonder what blew cool me moment. away. That Randy Rosarena is Mexican. Yeah, for a year he's had been a citizen of Mexico for the past year, but he was—he's not Mexican. Oh, he's Cuban. Okay. He did, he's, he's a Mexican yeah, citizen. He, yes, right, Got, right. So he's, no parent was born in Mexico. No, he's not no, half no. Mexican. I don't. I don't gotcha. Didn't follow it yeah, closely no, enough yeah, to know that his relations with yeah, Cuba he, weren't the greatest, and that's been the case a for lot a lot of, of Cuban. Uh, there's a players. lot of loopholes in who you can play for, so that's yeah. another thing. Uh, and uh, the other the other big talking point is that when can you play this thing? And if you're going to do it, it has to be now because I I just think the argument to play it after the World Series is stupid, honestly. And if you feel that way, I do. I apologize for calling you stupid, but it's a stupid argument because think about it like this. You want all the best players to play in this thing. You have problems getting them to pitch in this before they've even really taxed themselves this year. Mm-hmm. Now. Let's say the Yankees make a deep run here. They go to the World Series. Garrett Cole throws 200 innings in, in the regular season. He throws, what, another, I don't know, 50 in the postseason to go through the World Series. Would you say that's a, 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 a fair number maybe? I don't know. I'm just yeah. spitballing. If, yeah, if so you go Garrett to the World Cole, Series, sure. Garrett Cole throws 250 innings this year. You think you're going to get him to go pitch in the World Baseball Classic? No, you need that time. There's no way that you're going to get these pitchers to pitch in this thing. And not even that. Like, let's say... Let's say you have a guy, I don't know, Corbin Burns, who might be the best pitcher in baseball. 
Milwaukee might not make the postseason this year. So this guy's sitting on his ass for a month and a half, and now you want him to ramp up again to go pitch in the WBC? He's not going to do it. Yeah, There's no good time for it. Honestly, you're not going to take time out of the season to do it. Nobody wants that to happen because the season's already as long as it is. Yeah. There's no real, I mean, if you're going to do it, it has to be in March. And there's, there's no football on in March. That's, yeah, that's a big that's point. But I mean, that they, they, their viewers in this were crazy how, how many people were watching but this Ryan, tournament. Not, Very only, unexpected. not only no football, but really up until the March Madness started, there's not much of anything. And so there is March Madness, there is March Madness going on too, but it's not the deep rounds of March right. Madness. It's the and early rounds. So it is a good to time watch. to do it. You got to pick the time where you're going to get the most views because that's what's going to get the most money. They're not going to do this in November. I know a lot of people no. are saying, oh, you got to do it after. The no, nah. you can't do it in the nah. season. It, name me one pitcher that's going to be willing to do this. So either coming off a deep playoff run or sitting at home for the last five weeks, that's going to want to go and do this. It's going to be, it's just going to be even worse participation wise, in my opinion. And look, here's the thing, right? Edwin Diaz freak fucking injury yeah right freak injury had nothing to do with the world baseball classic nothing he could well, have done that, that. that everything to do with the world baseball classic so another for the another, Mets, uh, wouldn't have been celebrating shit if he was uh, kendris morales <laughs> kendris morales all over again celebration but my point is that it, it was a freak thing Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was exerting himself and because he was in high intensity innings, he fucking got injured. He was celebrating. Right. But that goes to your point, too. Maybe like with your with the Tommy John is inevitable. Maybe his knee was going and maybe. that just just sped up that maybe. process. I and don't then know. and then Altuve is the one who broke his hand. Yeah, he got hit. Again, we've talked about this with Judge freak. freak yeah, that was a freak one accident freak injury so i don't know i'm torn i'd rather not see yankees in it if you if a gun to my head i'd rather not because the yankees have problems with injuries all by themselves they don't need a world baseball classic right half our fucking teams on the il already all right can you hear me all right now i can hear you have you been having issues hearing me no no i've just now i saw your lips moving for two seconds nice didn't see, didn't hear anything. All right. Anyway. All right. You guys want to chat about the WBC some more, or do you want to get into No, Fred? let's do it. I Go miss Fred. Fred, dude. All right. So if you're new to the show, which you might be because uh, we've, you know, we haven't been on NYY News that long. It's been a year, but still. Uh, this is Fred. Fred is the guy. Okay. He's the drunk that comes up with the algorithm or the, no, not the algorithm. I'm sorry. Fred is the guy that does the projections on baseball reference. You go on baseball reference, you look at projected stats. That's Fred. That Fred is the guy that comes up with it. So now every year, what we do is we look at the projections and we do over-unders for the year. Okay. This is one of my favorite shows of okay. the year. Okay, so if you're in the chat right now, I want you to play along here. You know, I'm going to give you the stat and we want you to, you know, we want you to chime in too over or under. It's very simple. So um, we definitely want you to to be a part of the show here. That's why we we had the option of, of pre-recording this and uh, and just dropping it Tuesday because uh, Pete did a fantastic job in, in the, the channel. Just did major, major numbers covering W. 
DC. So uh, that's why we're delayed till Wednesday. But we had the option to to uh, record Monday and just drop it as a, uh, a a premiere on Tuesday. But we're like, no, man, we want to do this live. We want to get the, the the fans involved. So if you're in the chat, please, you know, feel free to 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 come along here and um, give us your thoughts on the numbers here. So I don't know if we've done this in the past, but I do have last year's stats in front of me as well. So we can compare that to what the projection is. There's really no rhyme or reason other than I think um, I have it alphabetically, except for the last two guys, which I let Ryan pick. Although I ended up, I ended up picking one of them anyway, because it was hard to do Clark Schmidt's numbers because they're based on him being a reliever. And I think he's going to end up being a starter starter. at the year. Uh, also, we, we're we not doing Volpe and, and um, Peraza because Volpe doesn't have projections and Peraza's are based on the limited number of games that he played last year. So even if he makes a team, it kind of would be pointless to to do that. So if you guys are ready, we can jump right into this here. Let's do it. I'm ready, man. All right. So I, it would have been easy to just kind of do the same thing for everybody. So I tried to pick numbers that, you know, would would make the most sense for each guy. So. We're going to start with Harrison Bader, who came over here injured and is currently injured. And Harrison Bader played in 86 games last year. Now, there's no games played for projections. It's plate appearances. And so how I figure that out is, on average, you get four plate appearances a game. You just divide that by four, and that's how you come up with the number. So last year, Harrison Bader played in 86 games. He's projected to play in 99 games this year. SGR, we'll start with you. What is your call on Harrison Bader? Um, well, let's hope he returns from injury and he's healthy. It's a big year for him. I he, he's a free agent next year, right? Correct. He's a free agent. Right, at the so end I'm, of the season I'm gonna here. go. I'm gonna go over on that. Going over, Chris. What um? Do we have any projections on when he'll be back? I'm saying any- uh, you know an oblique is tricky. I think six weeks is probably fair. Six weeks from the injury. Do we think by the start of May he's back in this lineup? I I I would hope so. Then yeah, I, I would then if so he's too. then if he's under ninety nine, I think that's a real big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to go over. This is going over. I don't uh, think I'll say this. I don't think he misses many more games other than his injury. Bader Bader is not a guy that's stayed healthy relatively a lot in his career. You know, he was traded for hurt. He was, he's hurt now. And uh, 99 games seems like an easy over Mm -hmm. if he only has this injury and plays through it. But, you know, for the sake of Mm -hmm. optimism, I'll go over as well on Harrison Bader. And he's only done that three times in his career played over 99 games. Trend. It's not trending in the right direction for him. So, um, Actually, I'll go I'll go left to right instead of going up and down, which is how I initially wrote it. We'll go with Aaron Hicks next. Uh, the bum Aaron Hicks uh, had a 642 OPS last year. Uh, this year, he's projected to have a 663 OPS. Chris, you could start. Um, I honestly, when after you said Aaron Hicks, I stopped listening, and so I don't even know what you said. But I'm going to go under because want, under for it? everything under for every stat that you could possibly give me unless it's strikeouts for Aaron Hicks because you don't think he's going to be fucking, a dirty guy because he's a fucking bum that I honestly cannot believe is still on this roster. I really can't under. I hope I'm wrong. I'll still always hope I'm wrong, 
but under, he doesn't even deserve to put the pinstripes on under. Okay, Ryan. <clears throat> can you so, get, can and, you, and what was that number again? 663 on the OPS. 663. Uh, well, you look at before last season. Yeah, pretty decent numbers. But 663, man. No, man. I, I'm keeping him right around the same range as 2021 and 2022 and mid to low 600s. So under. Under. I think we're all going to be in agreement on this one here. Uh, I'm going under. He hit 642 in a healthy year last mm. year. And I'm tired of stressing that point to everybody that thinks, oh, Aaron Hicks comeback season. Well, last year was really his comeback season because he was healthy. And he well, had a 640. I was told he was hurt. I was, I was told by someone on Twitter that he was hurt last year and he didn't get enough opportunities. He hurt himself in the postseason, not in the regular season. Oh, I heard 100, 130 games played last year. That's yeah. healthy for him. And he was benched yeah, a lot, too. That's so very I mean, healthy. That's a healthy year for him. Yeah. So uh, I, one of the reasons I heard the Yankees were still going to play him out there is because they didn't think he was going to be any worse than he was last year. <laughs> what a uh, great what a great reason. And uh, 663 OPS projection would be an improvement, but... Uh, I don't, I mean, what is that? That might be an extra home run or two. So mm. it's possible, but I'm not betting on it. So under for Aaron Hicks. All right. So last year, uh, we were all very disappointed in this guy, Garrett Cole, for the regular season. Right? He had a 350 ERA in the regular season last year. Uh, looking at the projections, Fred, Fred might have cut back on the drinking. I think he's very in line with what these guys did last wow. year a lot of his projections are okay so cole is projected to have a 347 era uh this season i'll start uh it's an under and it better be an easy under for garrett cole this is not one of those you know they call them backdoor covers you know like the last start of the year he he gets his era down to 345 no this garrett cole he is an October ace. There's no, I'm not, there's no denying that. Garrett Cole is the guy we want him to be in October. What Garrett Cole needs to be is that guy from April through September as well. Too many inconsistencies last year. Okay. And I don't care what the strikeout numbers were, where he ranked here, how many Cy Young votes he got. If you think a 350 ERA and leading the league in home runs is okay for an ace, you're sadly mistaken. It was a, <laughs> it was a very mediocre year for who Garrett Cole is supposed to be. But I have, High again, have high the highest of high expectations for Garrett Cole. And I'm taking the under on the year, right? SGR, you're up. I want to, I want to go under, but you know, it was 323, or no, he went from 280, 2.84 in 2020 with the Yankees to 3.23 last year, uh, two years ago in 21 to 3.5 last year. So it looks like though that number is trending up a little bit each year. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna I'm gonna wow. say he he goes over. But you look at last year had his highest ERA. It also had his highest innings pitched. So it's still and gonna strikeouts. be a, a good year. It's still a 200 innings pitched year. But I don't know. I, I just I I see it with another year on his arm. I'm not big on pitchers when they get past a certain number and and age and, and innings pitched and i i think he's still gonna have a great year but i do see that era taking a, an, an uptick in the regular well season. 
I'll say this, and we talk about Fred being a drunk, right? But maybe, like you said, Christian, you think he cut back on the on the alcohol and the boozing? Maybe. I think he's actually doubled down on the boozing. Wow. Because when you look back to previous years, we thought he was boozing with his crazy projections, <laughs> but he's pr been pretty dead on, right? I mean, where did he project Cole last year? Like 337, I think. Something and we all said, there. we all said he better not even be fucking close to that, right? Fred was pretty fucking dead on. Fred actually, Fred actually went under there. So I think Fred is, has been pretty good. I think he actually doubled down on the drinking, which is why he's more in line with last year. I'm still going to go under mainly because I can't go over. Just like we say every year, I just cannot. Be an optimistic Yankee fan and go over on three, four, seven. I can't expect that. I, if I, look, if I'm going into the season, I know we talk about October and he's the October ace, but I still can't go into a regular season where I where I am genuinely believing Garrett Cole is going to pitch to a three, four, seven ERA or anywhere near it. So is it possible? Is SGR's prediction realistic beyond realistic? It's it could absolutely happen i just can't get myself there so i have to go under i'm gonna kill myself if oh, i can't say that sorry i'm gonna oh, unwind hey, myself you just offended everybody if uh, we are gonna start banging if garrett cole over. goes over his era from last year yeah. yeah yeah well he's done it every year within the pinstripes he's gone up every year hey he's got this a lot to prove this year and he's got some competition so and corbin burns should be a yankee too by the way mm -hmm. yeah Oh, anyway, uh, Clay Holmes is up next. He had 20 uh, saves last year. He's projected to have eight. Clay Holmes is... <laughs> Shit. Clay, <laughs> uh, bef before we get any angry uh, people, you know, people always get triggered by who's on these lists and who's not. Clay Holmes is the only reliever on the list because I just don't care to get in the minutia of the relievers. He's the, yeah. he's, he's the closer... The Yankees made it perfectly clear when they gave him a contract based on games finished. He's the closer, so he's the one I chose. Uh, he's projected to have eight saves this year. So, uh, oh, man, start here. Who's starting here? Me? Oh, Ryan, you're talking. Uh, sure. Over. I mean, come on. If he only has eight, then again, that's a Bader similarity where there's a big problem if he only has eight saves this year they're losing a lot of games and they're losing a lot of games early they're out of the division race by may not out of it but they're fall have fallen behind by that point or he's gotten injured so i gotta say as an opti optimist over well i'll lot. go over but also to kind of counter what you're saying you're saying that they're losing a lot of games but, but this is a contingent on his performance as well if he's going to be closer he's going to have to have more than eight saves so if he has under eight saves it's an injury or he's not or he lost his job well, right so i mean right but if he lost his job how many chances did he get to yeah but to here's the thing right? and then if, but if you lose your job as a closer that means you're losing games yeah but here's the thing even the worst teams their closers have more than eight saves Save 20 22 games easily, yeah you know? even the worst even the most losingest teams in the season still have closers with more than eight saves. So I think this one is one where Fred fell asleep and baseball reference was forced to go with the algorithm that takes into consideration too much of last year. And uh, 
and that the I mean, numbers you just... think that you think Holmes will lose his job at any point this year. That's kind of what this is saying. I think it's more than possible. Well, so then don't we have to look at then Fred's projection for Luizaga? Because isn't he wouldn't he be mm. the only wouldn't he be the only one that can is there anyone that? is there any other reliever that that there's higher saves? So look, I think no, that's I mean a, wouldn't let me look it up real quick. I think that if he's gonna lose his job, that's the guy he's gonna lose it to. Right. But I don't think he's going to. I think that uh Holmes really found his stuff again. He's projected three saves this year. Yeah. So oh, I, I mean, think it's Elijah's just good. a matter of just not having a closer and basing it off of so the much of last year. Thing? Yeah. I I think Holmes is the guy. I don't see him really losing his job. It would take a catastrophe for that to happen. Um, and I think he really found his shit again towards the end of last year. So I'll go over, and I think it's going to be over fairly early on in the season. All right. Next up is Nestor Cortez. Last year, he had a 2-4-4 ERA. Uh, this year, Fred's got him projected for a 3-0-2 ERA. Ooh. So, Chris, you seem interested in this one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go over on that. I think that Nestor's going to start to come back down to earth a little bit. But even a 302 is is extremely respectable. If he has anywhere near a 302, I'll be ecstatic, especially because of how loaded this rotation is when everyone's healthy. I'm going to go over with acknowledging that it could very well be right where it was last year. But I'll yeah. go over. Okay, Ryan, do you want um, to jump in? Yeah, I, I I doubted this guy way too much since he's been a Yankee. It's it's just I was always waiting. All right, when is he yeah, going to come back right. down to reality? And I'm not going to do it. I'm going to say he's going to be this pitcher for this year at least. Finished eighth in Cy Young last year. He's gonna he's gonna stay in the twos. He's gonna be under. So you think Nestor is this guy until he proves otherwise? Until I I I have to because it was unfair of how much I was just waiting for that shoe to all drop. of us all of us yeah and it never did it never did so see um, I don't think it's that he's gonna have a bad year I just think it's no. gonna be over because three hundred two is a very right three hundred two is still good you're right Chris but, but he had two point four four last year yeah hey could very well be under it could be under but I think I'm gonna go. I'm going over on it. I mean, 302, like you said, is still super respectable. Even if he goes, even if he goes three quarters of a run higher than last year. So what is that? That's like in 320 ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you hate him too, and you, you don't do. respect him. Mm-hmm. He's I don't mascot, respect him. Team mascot. mascot. Okay. Okay. Well, Nestor, I got over on Nestor. I mean, he can have a great year and go over that number 302. Over, and, that, and, I, right, could, and I would still be ec- ecstatic if it's close to 302. I just think he's he's more, he's, he's going to be, I mean, look at the, he's been the top three pitcher in baseball for the last I think your I think your mindset is way more fair to him than, than to think over. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, call, I'm considering him one of the better, one of the better pitchers out there right now. I think just, he is. I think, he and been. I think you're right. Just because he throws 92, I, I think he's good. I just don't uh, 302 nah, man. I hear you. And over on that is not. It's not saying he's going to have a five year right. He was right. at. I think his projection was 399 last year, and I said over because mm. even if <laughs> yeah, Nestor, even if Nestor went in the low fours last year, you would have taken that from yeah. Nestor Cortez, and yeah. he's 
he has earned enough respect that he deserves that type of projection. And like I said, he, if necessary, if if we're sitting here on October on October first or whenever the season ends, and I tell you that Nestor Cortez's ERA was three point two, are you going to be mad at the season that he had? No. Hell no. And think of how awesome that is that he's even projected this. A, a guy that was cut by the worst team in baseball, the Orioles. It's now projected a three ERA. Crazy. Next up here is the reigning MVP of the American League, the home run champion, Aaron Judge. We all know he hit 62 home runs last year. Over. He's projected to hit <laughs> 41 this year. Uh, I'm going to take – well, this is tough for me. I'm going to take the over, but like one, like I said, a backdoor over where maybe he hits one or two in the last week to get him to 42-ish, 43. Um, and I'm going to say this. I don't think he needs to hit any more home runs than that. I think we'll we'll see a better Aaron Judge in October if he's not chasing some record this year. I think that weighed on him. I think it took a lot out of him. I think he was just mentally and physically spent chasing this record last year. And I don't think, and if the Yankees are really going to be a legitimate World Series team, they don't need, they shouldn't need Aaron Judge to hit 62 home runs this year. So if he's hitting in the mid 40s, that's an excellent year. That's still going to be an MVP year. And I think we're going to see a much better Aaron Judge in the, in the postseason, if that's the case. So the projection is 41. I'm going to take the over, but a slight over. And I don't want to, and honest to God, I don't want it or need to see him anywhere near 62 this year. Yeah, if the projection was 45, I'd probably go under. But I can't go under when it's at 41 because I do think he'll be in the 40s mm-hmm. somewhere. I think it'll be the low 40s. Um, and I and I can't go under at 41 because I think going under at 41, you're looking at in the 30s, and I think he has more than that in him. So I'll go over, but like Christian said, slightly over. Could be wrong on that, man. Might hit in the 50s again. Yeah, Who knows? I'll, I'll go over too. The only thing maybe stopping that is that he's going to be pitched differently earlier this year where he's not going to see those pitches maybe he was seeing in April and May last year because, you know, he's coming off a historic season like that. So that could play into it where he's not even seeing those, getting those opportunities as often. But a full healthy season for Aaron Judge playing more than 130 games, we'll say, he, sh- he should get over that number. He, well, he, had thir- he had 39 and 2021 20, at 148 games played. Well, right. To, to, to back your point a little, mm-hmm. if anything was exposed of Derek Jeter, uh, Derek Jeter, Jeter, of Aaron Judge, of Aaron Judge, captain. wrong captain, <laughs> uh, breaking that record. If anything was exposed, I don't even think it was anything on, on Judge. It was, I think it was how easily teams could pitch around him right. and still win ball games. Well, what team lineup. was doing that? What team was doing that in September? Was the it the Blue Giants Jays? or really somebody just kept too. kept walking? It was them. all of them, really. But also, remember that juiced ball theory that was going around? Yeah. And maybe those balls were a little juiced. I don't know, dude. All I know is if this team, which, again, lineup-wise is no different, really. If this team isn't showing up, and they're making it easy for teams to to avoid Aaron Judge. They're going to do it all season. Yep. If so anything the, was the key exposed, to this number, Chris, then is is his the other teammates. guys in the lineup. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I no still think he. I, 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 as much as I don't trust a lot of these guys in this lineup this year, I still think it's a it's an over. So do I. 
Next up is bum-ass Wash Donaldson. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last year, I he actually hit more home runs than I thought he hit last year. I thought he only hit 12. He actually hit 15 home runs last year. Nice. And if you want and if you want proof that Fred's been hitting the hooch again, he's got he's got Wash Donaldson projected for 18 home runs this year. He did hit two the other day. Spring training. Do those count? So is he at two already or spring training stats? They actually for for him, for him, him, they let him. Yeah. Just combines them all. I'll say under. I'm going under. He's going to suck this year. Hopefully they'll bench him, but they'll probably keep riding him. Let's see. How many times has he gone over 18 in the last five years? He's done it two times. 37 and 26 and 2019 and 2021. I just don't see it. I don't see the player anymore. Yeah, I mean, somebody told me today that it was unfair to call him washed after one season. I mean, if you Come look on. at his numbers, you can see what a what a decline he's been on. It's not my fault. The guy fell off a friggin' cliff this yeah, year. It's bad. Uh, Eighteen. I mean, Jesus Christ, man! If if, if he's he if he's going to play regularly and he can't hit eighteen home runs and he he's still given that type of of time. Yeah, you're My right. God, like, what are we doing here? But I have, you want, I try to be as optimistic as I possibly can about everybody that's on this team. I want everybody in Yankee uniform to succeed. I want to be wrong about Aaron Hicks. I want to be wrong about Wash Donaldson. Same here. But those two guys, I, I need to see it before I can, can, can speak it. And 18 home runs just seems like way too many for for him. Just way too many. If you set that shit at nine, I'd probably take the under. Wow. So I got I'm taking the under on Wash Donaldson's 18 home runs. Yeah, look, I'm not telling anyone to be optimistic about Donaldson. I'm certainly not. Um, I don't think this is going to change much, but I think it needs to be addressed that he has made clear adjustments uh, in the last couple of days, which I pointed out, by the way. And it's something mm-hmm. it's something that me and someone else, uh, one of my buddies I was talking to, not my buddy Gibbs, someone else. And we were talking about how that front foot needs to fucking get down quicker. And it's timing got to too go. much movement. Yes. Too much movement in his hands. Too. In his hands. Mm-hmm. And they and he really cut that down. And we were like, why can we see this and not them? I said, well, oh, I think we were even talking about that on the show. I said, he's a vet. You got to let him get there. Mm. And he clearly made those adjustments before the two home run game. And he looks a lot better. But more importantly, he feels a lot better. He feels more confident right now. Yeah. <clears throat> that well, said. I'm under. going with the under. <laughs> I really just look. That was a good argument, though. You're kind of swaying. No, all I'm saying is, bit. all I'm saying is, I think I like to see. I think Donaldson I like to deserves see it. At least a you little. Can see that he okay. he's trying. Yeah. Yes, that's true. He, look, if anyone's going to overcome the pressure of having to perform this year, I think it's going to be a guy like Donaldson, and not a guy like fucking Gary Sanchez who sits and cries that people are mean to him or that he gets booed or Aaron Hicks that, you know, people are, you know, screaming shit at him and he needs to get taken out of the game. I think if anything, Donaldson's got the mindset to do it. I don't know that he will, because like you said, Christian, that, that, that fucking player just isn't, doesn't seem to be there anymore. I'm still going to go under, but I think Donaldson 
can turn things around. I just don't think it's likely. So Brendan Cunty wrote an article uh, today Cunty. saying that there's more Brendan reasons Cunty. than uh, the $27 million the Yankees owe him that Wash Donaldson is playing zero this year. reasons. There's zero. First of all, zero. there's zero reasons why zero. he's playing this year other than the money that's owed to him. Zero. Now, I posed this question in the uh, WhatsApp chat for NYY News TV. You guys don't pay attention to that, so I'll pose it here now. Is Brendan Cunty <laughs> the biggest cuck? For the YPM, it's got to be. Yeah, not even close. Hoke is up there. Hoke is up there. Rhymes a joke. Not even he said this. But Cunty, after this, come on. I think right now he's. You know how there's world rankings and like athletes and stuff. Peter Tiger, prime Tiger Woods, right now. He's prime Tiger Woods. (laughs) Right now, he's number. He's he's ranked number one in the tri-state area. Okay, so YPM is Yankee Propaganda right. Machine. Yeah. So we don't have to say that again. Right. We're just gonna we're just gonna abbreviate that. The YPM, YPM. he is number one cuck for the YPM. And uh this is Ryan's favorite player, so we'll let Ryan start off with this one. DJ LeMayu oh, hit 261 fuck. last year. And it just and I know we throw war around and it's it's to use it to make an argument, but then when you know when we talk about Glaber Torres, I'll shit all over war. But to show you how valuable DJ LeMayu is, with all the time that he missed last year, he had a 3.7 war. So, Mm. you know, he is a valuable member of this team. And um, he had 261 last year. Fred's got him at 266 this year. Can I just say one thing before SGR goes? All right. I think it has to be noted that for two straight years, SGR has given a a prediction on DJ. And both you and I have called him nuts out of his mind awful at projecting things and sgr has been right both times even though and and let's also be fair here too the projections were much higher for like i think last year was like 298 and he even went under and we were like no you're fucking dumb you're doubling down on your yeah (laughs) yeah no he's been right both years so i take a lot of what you say here holds a lot of weight for me i know my lemayu facts and i'm saying it Live, he's going over wow. two sixty six. Uh, he will hit over that number. I think he'll be closer to three hundred this year. He could be one of those names if they had like a BuzzFeed article top ten players who benefit from the shift ban. I think <laughs> yeah. Lemayhu would be right there at the top three of that. He's gonna put the ball where he wants it. There'll be more little openings, little gappies. He's gonna hit. He's gonna have a bounce back year this year. I love the over on DJ Lemayhu if. He's healthy, and I and I can't go into the season optimistic and thinking that DJ LeMayu is not going to be healthy. DJ LeMayu is the guy that changes this lineup. He is the one 100%. guy that's not – and this is this is also with the hope of Volpe being in this lineup every day. But based on the last few years without Volpe here, right, this is the one guy that changes the entire dynamic of this lineup. He's there to put the ball in play. He's there to make contact. He's not there – to drive in runs, he's not there to hit home runs. This is a guy, he's he he's the quintessential wheel. He's the cog that makes this team go. And, and you saw how good the Yankees are in the last couple of seasons when DJ LeMayu was hitting, and he's hitting like DJ LeMayu can. So I got in 266, I mean, that we don't even need, you know, batting champion DJ LeMayu hit 340 that year, or 320 or whatever it was when he, you know, the first year he was here. Yeah. 
Can I get 285, 290? If, a DJ, if I get DJ LeMay, you hit 290 this year, the Yankees are going to be a much better and much different offensive team. So I'm going over. Yeah, look, I'm going to make this brief. I think DJ LeMay is over that. I think he's back to normal this year. I think he's finally healthy. And I think one thing is true about DJ LeMayu. This team rides on him. Okay, he sets the table. We've set it year after year. And I'm telling you right now, the Yankees better pray that he's that he's healthy and back on his game because if he is, we aren't going to look back on letting Ben Intendi walk. But I'm telling you right now, if he's not on his game, we don't have anyone who really profiles as that guy at the top of the lineup. And we're going to be wishing that Brian Cashman just fucking went all out for, for a guy like Ben Intendi because when DJ was hurt and not playing the same, that was what made me want Ben Intendi here more. And we need to fill that void on this in this lineup. There's only one guy right now who, in my opinion, is capable of doing it at a high level. That's DJ LeMayu. I'm going over. I'm going over 300, to be honest. I think DJ's back to normal this year. I think he's finally healthy. And honestly, by the end of the year, I think he's our starting third baseman because I mm-hmm. don't see JD having a fully healthy year. All right. All right. Next up is um, hopefully the guy he's throwing the ball to all the way across the other side of the diamond. That's Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo popped 32 bombs last year. Fred's got him down for 23 this season. This is this is a tough one. It really is because you got a couple of things to factor in for for Rizzo back. And also, I think. I think last year with the shift, he fell in love with trying to pull the ball and it you know it worked for him okay it did he hit 32 home runs i don't think Rizzo's going to look to pull the ball quite as much last uh, this year as he did last year but i think 23 is still a little low again it's one of those backdoor cover types where yeah i've been throwing that turnaround where he hits maybe 24 25 i, I think 23 is a little too low for him but i also don't think he's going to be near that 32 this year because i don't think he's going to try to hit 32 home runs this year with the shift, we we know how well Anthony Rizzo can handle the bat, and I think he's going to hit for a much higher average this year, but maybe not so much with the power. But I'll still take the over. I think, um, again, like you said, the over under twenty three is low for me, so I think he kind of falls into that. But I'm very inclined to say under, and it's not because of the shift. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of faith that Anthony Rizzo stays healthy all year. Right. And I think the further along this season goes, the more cautious the Yankees are going to be. I think that if Stanton is finding more playing time, it's because DJ's playing first base a lot. Um, for times when Rizzo's not hurt and maybe Rizzo's DHing. Um, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go over, like I said, because I think it's a low number, but I don't see it much further over. I think he falls into that number because he's got that natural power, but I'm really nervous about that back. Yeah. So if he gets, if he gets hurt, then that's one thing, but if he has a full season at Yankee stadium, I'm going over that number. I mean, you look at his last, I don't know, few years, he hasn't really hit too many dinghies, but I don't know. Full year with Aaron Judge in the lineup, he's going to be seeing a lot of pitches. As long as he could stay healthy, he should hit. And I'd say in the thirty range, again going over thirty again, huh? Yeah, wow. I'll, I'll say an even thirty for Rizzo this year. 
Pop pop. Positive pop. pop. PGR. Positive guy Rye. Positive guy Rye. <laughs> All right. Here's another bum ass bitch, Glaber Torres. Okay. How many guys do we have left? Uh, Glaber, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, plus the win total. So let's try to speed things up, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. okay. Glaber okay. Torres. Okay. I took okay. RBIs okay. for Glaber. I like the stat for him because I think he, he, he'd be predicated on the runs that he drives in more so than anything else that he does offensively. Last year, he drove in 76 runs, a decent number. It could have been higher. This year, he's projected for 62. That's bullshit, but I'll let Chris start this one. What is it projected? 62 RB. And how many did he have last year? 76. Ooh. Man, you know what, dude? I'm going to go under. Hmm. I don't think uh, I don't think Torres has a has a a bright future here because of the rookies. Yeah, I, look, I I don't think. Again, if this is a serious ball club, which they've proven time and time again, they haven't, they aren't, they haven't been. Um, I think that's a low number for a reason. So I'm going under. Ryan, uh, this one's hard for me, but I'm going to, I'm going to say over. That's I what like she what said. I, yeah. Great. Raw. <laughs> uh, I like, I like the year he had last year. It, you know, he put up nice numbers. He had a good stretch for us last year, but. 62 is super low. So I got to I got to give him some credit and say over. over over. Uh well, I I can't go under the assumption that what I want to say and take the under because he's only going to have 40 here with the Yankees and he's going to get his ass traded somewhere else. All right. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too, but are these just these are just the year projections. Yearly projections, yeah. but uh I would say if Torres is a full healthy year and he has under 62 RBIs and the Yankees really fucked up by not trading him. Yeah. That's a, that's number one. Number two, I think he's good enough where he should be in that mid to mid to 70 to 80 range every year. He's, he's not a bad baseball player. I think people misconstrue what I, the way I talk about Glaber Torres for me thinking that he sucks. He doesn't suck. He's a good baseball player. I just don't think he's a winning baseball player, and he's a guy that I don't want in the Yankees anymore, okay? But I think he's, he has plenty of natural talent. I think 62 is way low for him, and, I mean, if you're being fair about it, I'm taking the over on, on the RBIs for Glaber. So okay. next up, we got we got uh, who's supposed to be the co-ace uh, for the Yankees, Carlos Rodon, who's currently injured, okay? So it takes a little steam out of our, our event on April 1st. We were supposed to go, and we were supposed to see his first start so uh, hopefully he'll be back late April as, as Brian Bitchman is uh, projecting, uh, but we'll see. Um, last year, he pitched to a 288 ERA. This year, he's projected for a 306. Ryan, what do you say here? I'll say over 306. He's pitching for a team with a better offense, so he might you know be a little bit more lenient with giving up runs. I also I'm kind of worried about this forearm strain. That's something that Tanaka dealt with, and his velocity dipped a pretty – a substantial number to from like 97 to 93 94 and that's kind of what might end up happening with Rodon here I'm I'm going over I still think it'll be a, it'll have a nice ERA but over 306 all right. all right Chris what was it last year 288 and 237 the year before that yeah I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go over I think he sits in the three twos. 
I really do. And I still think, again, as a guy who's not here to necessarily be the ace or the first ace, I think it's a respectable season. But that forearm injury does scare me a little bit too. I'm just I'm going to take over, but not by much. Let me ask you this question because I keep hearing this brought up on talk radio, sports talk radio for some reason. That a concern about Rodon is if he can handle New York. What? That's yeah. why he's here, bro. That is not a concern for me. If anything, I personally think Rodon is so confident in himself and so comfortable oh. under the spotlight that he understands that in big that when that when the Yankees take a decent lead in a game or just like CeCe, where he used to pitch differently, he Sport. used to be able to put the ball over the plate more, let them try and hit it. And I think that's part of the reason for me why I think you will see a little bit higher of an ERA right here. It's not because he can't handle it. I just think he's going to be smarter here and not have to prove anything to anybody. I think it's, I thought it was silly, Pete, that I kept hearing that brought up. I think, if anything, if, if that's the thing you're worrying about, Carlos Rodon, then we got a lot of problems. Yeah, here. then yeah. you're just not paying attention. Nah. I mean, I'm going to take the over as well, to be honest with you, for a lot of the reasons, same reasons you guys are saying. I think that uh, the Yankees are going to watch him as soon as he comes back from this injury. So, you watch, know, he watch. might have a, he might have like a three run five inning performance, which kind of jacks up your ERA a little bit. And I think, I think he will, you know, hopefully be in situations where he can pitch to the scoreboard. And instead of giving up, yes. you know, one over eight, knowing that he has to do that, he might give up three over eight because he's not, you know, the Yankees are winning the game nine to one, you know? Yes. So again, just like, uh, you know, three Oh six, if he pitches to three, two Oh, three, three, he, you know, he shows that dominance, and he's there to to ride with Cole in October. I think that's what we, we signed up for. Absolutely. But I'll take over. Uh, next up here is Jose Trevino, the catcher. It was really hard to come up with something for him. Last year, he hit 11 home runs. This year, he's projected for 10. Uh, I'm going to – I hate to say push, but I'm not going to. I'll take over in 11 and just say that he hits 11 again. I don't think you need anything else out of Jose Trevino. I really don't. I think if he if he carbon copies the exact offensive season that he had for the Yankees last year, you sign for it. You sign for it in blood. He's not there to be an offensive force. He's there to be a which what uh, a Gold Glove. Fuck, he was the Platinum Glove winner back there. Um, where the Yankees need to improve is they need they need to improve Kyle Higashioka, not what Jose Trevino got. But the projection is ten. It's another one of these. Stupid backdoor cover types things that I'm going to call here and say that he takes the over and like 11 again. So that's what I say for Jose Trevino. Yeah, I'll go there. I'll I'll say over too. Especially he's he's going to be their catcher. You think this year for a majority of the games, unless something changes. But you know, I I his job to lose now. Yeah. And then you look at for Texas, the most games he played for Texas in a season was 89. He played 115. I was going to say he played around 110 last year. So. Yeah, but you saw, for, for the you, Yankees, I'm saying for Texas, right, for the exactly, Rangers, yeah. he only played 89 last year. He played And you saw that Trevino hit, kind of hit a wall towards the end of the year this year. Yeah. So maybe he's better conditioned to play 120, 125 games this year. And, you know, you get a little bit more of a steady offensive performance because remember yeah. that. Because any last year he was just dreadful, but you know you don't really yeah. need much more out yeah. of Trevino. I'll, I'll say over, but but barely. I'm gonna go over also barely, but I think Trevino uh, at this point 
in the game. I think he is going to put a lot of focus on, on just staying elite defensively. Um, and all I really want out of Trevino at this point is to just be a good at bat. Give me a good at bat when you're up there. Don't be an automatic out. Don't be all or nothing like you get out of Higgy when he, you know, runs into a few. He just gets seven a, home runs in a week and then he has eight for the season. Yeah, exactly. Just just give me good at bats up there. Be someone who can fill fill that lineup spot, you know, with more than just getting up there and being an automatic out. And that's all I ask of him. I still think he's over. Uh, but not by much. All right. Next up is uh, Luis Severino. And I think this is the most important stat for Luis Severino. It's innings pitched. pitched. So uh, they don't, like I said, I wanted to go game started, but they don't give you a projection for game started. So we'll just go with innings pitched. Last year, he threw 102. Uh, this year is projected for 107. And uh, it's t- it, it really is tough to take the over. This was his healthiest year since, what, 2018? Last year, and he yes. threw 102 innings. That's not really awe-inspiring to take if you want to take an over on that. But but I he only know. made 19 starts this right. year, right? And you you need him to make at least what 30, 30, uh, 28. Would 28 yeah. be too, asking too much? No. Well, here's the thing: Did you go? Much. Did you say under over yet? I didn't. Uh, but I'll take the over just because I think. Sevi is going to be motivated. If he's healthy, the thing with Severino is, is he going to be healthy? You just don't know with him. You just don't know with Luis Severino. But if he is, he's going to be frigging motivated. You know he's got to bug up his ass about the Yankees and the way he treated him. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. But I don't know. I don't know. I just think the Stars will call me me naive or whatever. I I think the Stars are going to be aligned for Sevi this year. I'll take the over. I'm going to take the over, and I think last year, a lot of that had to do with, first of all, we forget he was injured last year. He was injured, absolutely. And then, and then he was trying to come back. Didn't he get injured again, trying oh, to come I, back? I don't know if he was injured again or the Yankees were just like, hey, we're just going to stash you over here for a while. Mm. But um, I, th- I think it's going to be over by a decent amount, and I think the Yankees will be a little more inclined to let him pitch. Mm. more this year i think that's an over it, it should it better be an over well really. they're definitely they're definitely concerned about the injury because they didn't let him pitch in the world baseball classic but i think he goes over that number they're going to need him to go over that number he's going to be a huge piece in this rotation so you're going over yeah all right so before we get into the next guy we got to read a quote here okay because it ties in this is from Brian Cashman. Now, I I don't know. I, I know I'm probably talking out of my ass, but did Brian Cashman hear my rant about taking accountability last oh, week? Oh, I know, I know. Maybe. Because this I is what Brian this. Cashman told Ian O'Connor uh, regarding the Frankie Montas trade. You can't sugarcoat it. The Montas trade didn't work out. We didn't get a healthy pitcher, and that ultimately is my responsibility. Shocking! I thought that was a joke when I saw that. Thought it was from like uh the yeah, uh, but that's the like onion. that's like backhanded accountability. He's like, we didn't get a healthy pitcher, so he's like kind of insinuating. I know he says it's his fault, but it's a step yeah. in the right direction, wouldn't you say? He never <laughs> takes accountability Definitely. for anything that happens wrong on this team. Baby steps, baby steps. 
So why we bring that up there is because the guy that's replacing bum-ass Frankie Montas is uh, Domingo Herman, and Domingo Herman pitched to a 3-6-1 ERA last year. Fred's got him down for a 3-9-7 this year, and I'll just say quickly, I got an over for Herman. Herman's the type of guy that gets exposed the more that he pitches, and the Yankees are going to really – I mean, he's going to be a regular starter for them unless they acquire somebody – so, I mean, even if, but again, you talk about these things, but if even if Vermont picks are like a 4.5, 4.6 as your five guy replacing an injury, I mean, I, you're, you're not upset over it, but I don't think Vermont pitches to an under four ERA if he's making 20-ish starts this year, which it looks like he's gonna. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to disagree with you completely. I think, uh, I think Herman's a guy who needs to get into a rhythm throughout the season. Um before he starts to look dominant again. And when usually when he comes off an injury or something, or he's put back in this rotation, usually his first handful of games, he looks off and then he kind of falls into a groove and he pitches really consistently, really well, um, can go deep into some ball games. I actually think the more he pitches this year, the, the better he gets. And I'm going to go under. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah, compl- completely disagree. Uh, but, uh, no, I'm going over. He, he kind of ended the year pretty poorly last year. If you look at his numbers in September, I, I have liked what I've seen from him in spring training, but he pitches every other day too, but that's a, that's a low projection, Fred three, six, one. That's a good, that's a no, great three, year. Nine, right? no, three, seven. six, one was last oh, year. Oh, three, nine, oh, okay. seven is this year. Oh, three, nine, seven. That's still pretty good though for your five. Cause he's projected to be the fifth starter. You'd say, right. Well, four, Under I guess, four. right now. All right, four, so, okay. but but in the technical terms, yeah, yeah. he's our five star. All right. Um, I'm going. I'm gonna go over that still, even though it's three ninety seven. I Rick Patina. Okay, okay, newly acquired head coach. Okay, uh, Rick Patino. Okay, again, just like Severino, this is the most important stat for John Carl Stanton, and it's games played. Last year, G played in 110 games. This year, Fred thinks he'll play in 121. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that number for John Carl Stan. I love it. I think 120 is actually the perfect number of games for John Carl Stan. Why? I mean, this is a guy that you have worry about staying healthy, and if he misses 40 games, I think you fucking sign for that, right? Yeah, Absolutely. I don't. I don't even think most of those 40 are because he's injured. I think a lot of those 40 are are trying to find playing time for guys like DJ with a crowded infield. Um, and I, I don't think that even has to necessarily mean he's injured at, at any big point in the season. Fortunately, I got to take the under on this because what's the Yankee season without John Carl Stanton missing six weeks. Yeah. But right. I love G. I really do. He's one of the few guys that shows up in October every year. But I just don't trust him in the regular season being healthy. And even though I love the number 121, if he played 121, I'd be ecstatic. I'm taking the under. I mean, he definitely has a, a great opportunity to play. I mean, every year he does, but in the outfield this year more so. And that, I don't know, maybe that's a good thing. I don't, could be a bad thing, but I, I got to say, I got to go under. It's just, it's too many years of the same thing with him under. I'm going to go under, but by one game. Wow. I actually think he sits right at 120. I really do. I really do. And I hope I remember that prediction. Because when I think games played by G this year, 
All I think about is 120 on the dot. So I'm going to go under, but by one game. All right. And our, our last player here, save the, save the best for last. All right. IKLF, IKCF, <laughs> IKFC, <laughs> whatever the Yankees need him to do. The wonderful, the team What's IKFC? IK, like KFC. Oh. No, IK, Isaiah Kiner Centerfield. No, oh, you say it. Yeah, you, you said, said IKFC. IKCF, and I think you said IKFC. Hungry. Oh, whatever. Okay. Who cares? Maybe you meant fielder's choice. I cough, IKOF. <laughs> Well, you know, I would much rather uh, get a bucket of chicken from my camp than have okay. them uh, okay. field okay. holes at shortstop okay. for the Yankees. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, so, I had an, had an attack there. <laughs> okay, so uh, I didn't. I IKF was the the I wanted to do Oswaldo Cabrera, but again, his his projections were kind of shitty based on what he did last year, so it wasn't. I don't know. So we just threw IKF in there last year, but I think this is fair to talk about, especially if he's going to be playing any type of regular, any, with any type of regularity. Last year he had a 642 OPS. This year he's projected for 671. Uh, he's He's got I would love to see IKF hit for a little bit more power, and I don't mean home runs. I mean gap in the ball. Yeah, He should be a guy that should go gap to gap. He can, he can easily be a guy, you know, line drive hitter, Goes gap to gap that can hit in the you know seven ten seven twenty. Be a guy who worked the counts a little bit better. I I, I would like to see that out, out of IKF. I think six seventy one. He should shoot for higher. And I'm gonna and I unfortunately and I, I again you know a lot of people are like, you shouldn't hate IKF. And I I don't hate IKF per se. I hate the Yankees for having IKF on this team. But if he's gonna be here, I'm gonna take the over on the OPS. I think he should be motivated to be better and i think him having a 700 ops is is not something that's asking too much yeah i'm gonna go under i i don't have i look i'm not gonna rip on ikf i like you said it's not ikf it's the yankees and i think he actually had a pretty respectable offensive season for this team but how many times did we say last year he's a singles hitter you know, that that batting average might have been one of the highest on the team, but it was just a bunch of singles. I mean, it, for me, I just don't see this guy coming in and having some, you know, breakthrough year where it's like, you know, averages around the same, but he had a lot more doubles and triples and popped a couple more home runs. I'm going under. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I'm going under too because he's re- he's only had an OPS higher than 671 in his career once, and that was his rookie year. Um, the number I'm more focused on with him is his OBP. Um, yeah, plays, yeah. I mean that plays into it for sure. Sure, right, but but slugging is hitting dingers and extra base hits, and he only had four home runs last year, so I don't see him doing a whole lot of slugging. I see him getting on base. A lot, maybe more than he's projected, but I, I can't have twenty four extra base hits last year. Twenty four. I mean, if he hits ten more, he can get to seven hundred easily. I mean, that's not asking a lot. And, and I mean, honestly, come on, IKF. Twenty four is a lot more than I would have guessed. Yeah, he had twenty doubles. He had twenty doubles. That was more than I would have. I would and have slam thought yeah, too. Grand slam, okay. okay. And he won us a game in Grand Boston slam. with a home run. Let's go, IKF. Still going under. I can't under. I cough. All right, last up here. This is I not from Fred. This is, this is from DraftKings. Okay, Fred doesn't 
I looked, but Fred doesn't give win totals. Okay. So uh I know we don't do halves on any of the other stats, but we'll do it here, I guess. 93 and a half is DraftKings projection for the Yankees this year. 99 was what they won last year. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's a it's a number that's right in the realm. Now you got to remember what the Yankees did last year. They had an historic first half of the year while they were healthy, then they started getting hurt. They had a really bad stretch there. They came around in September to lock up the division. So with the injuries the Yankees have right now, do they get off to a slower start? Can they get to 99? Can they get over that 93 number? I think they're going to have to to win the division because I think the Toronto Blue Jays. Wrong. You don't you don't think Toronto's going to be good? No, I'm just kidding. Well, Jenna. Oh, do I think so? I got the Yankees in that like 95, 96 range, so I will take the over. I mean, I mean, if you're taking under that, you got real concerns about this team, and I don't want to project those types of negative that that type of negativity on on this right now. So I will take the over. Yeah, they were they were awesome for a long stretch last year, and then they were terrible. So I I don't see them having a, a big high like they had last year, but I also don't see them having a low like they did last year. And that'll play a little bit more consistently throughout the year. Be the same result in a way if they do it that way. And and so I see them going over that number. Plus Boone, I mean, come on, Boone's the most winningest, right? He wins uh, under Boone's every year. umbrella. <laughs> under Boone's umbrella. Ella. 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 Um, I'm gonna go with this Boone theory. <laughs> and run with it uh no i really think i'm not kidding i think the yankees have 100 wins or more this year um it doesn't mean i'm any more optimistic about this team unless they um get some reinforcements because i'm so sick of caring about the regular season i really think that that with rodan and cole i think cole's gonna have a better regular season i really do um with rodan in there i really think this team um is is gonna be looking upwards of 100 wins this year i don't think it's gonna matter when the postseason comes around i'm not saying that this team is going to be any more or less dominant than last year and have more or less of a better chance the way they're constructed i just think regular season wise they're going to be a little better and i'm gonna have to go over that number for sure okay over all right, so that'll wrap up the uh, 2023 projections. Fred, you can go back to drinking your face off till we oh, for, I... for for next year. Oh. Uh, okay, wanna... okay, 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 okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So next week, next <laughs> week is a big week. It's our, we're going to do a, a deep dive season preview. Okay, there will also be a channel wide season preview coming up. Pete, I'm sure we'll tweet that out when we'll all be together to do the season preview. But the NYYST season preview will be on Monday night next week. Uh, when we'll take a look at some position battles if they haven't already been declared. I mean, they should be, but these are the Yankees. So but we'll take a look at all that stuff next week. Again, we want to see you in the Audi Club on April 1st. There are, what, what Chris, you said 17 tickets left. Okay. Yeah, number, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Number match for Aaron Boone. Boone. Okay, all right. Ella. Ella. All right. <laughs> Uh, so we want to see you out there. Come join, come hang out with us. It's going to be an amazing time, an amazing event, and we can sing umbrella together. Okay, okay, okay. Can we please record that or, or at least thinking about it? You can run into my arm. <laughs> I'm being told that um, 
my sources are telling me that uh, Gardy may make an appearance on the show next week. Wow. Oh, oh man. Well, I'll have, some good sure. sources. I'll have to make sure uh, I'm here this time because <laughs> I'm never here for them. Because we did, we last time Gardy was on, we wanted to talk to him right before the season started. And then some news came out a few weeks ago that we want to talk to Gardy about. According, apparently, Gardy. Uh, not only busted Garrett Cole's balls about the spider attack, but yeah. apparently busted his balls about how much money he makes, and that's the reason why they don't have free Wi-Fi on the planes. Wow. So uh, if Gardy can join us, uh, which my sources are telling me that he possibly can, yeah. we definitely want to get his take on that. As do you know what? Do you know what Cashman said to said to Gardy after he fucked with Cole too many times? What? what get the yeah. fuck out! Hey. I wait well. Okay. Oh, we want to thank everybody that's been in the chat. If you're listening uh, on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and review. If you're still there in the chat, uh, please uh, like this video and subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're doing big things in 2023. We want everybody to be a part of it. We want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYYST and NYY News TV. Thank you for listening and watching episode 324. SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. <laughs>